Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Today we're going to be talking about uh, th uh, three letters, uh, three very short letters from the Apostle John. It's called 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Sometimes it's called the Epistles of Little John. Little John. It's the, this is John, the, uh, the, the brother of James and the son of Zebedee that Jesus called the sons of thunder. You know, interestingly, it was, it was John, uh, the apostle that Jesus loved, that wrote the Gospel of John as well as the book of Revelation, um, uh, that was part of this inner circle uh, with Peter, James, and John, James, his brother, and himself, John, the inner circle that often uh, were able to experience things with Jesus that some of the other apostles uh, were not able to. Uh, you know, for example, uh, they went into the uh, upper room with uh, Jairus' daughter uh, when Jesus raised the little girl to life. Uh, just, just one example. Uh, well, John was one of the youngest apostles, and he died the latest, uh, probably around uh, almost 100 A.D., 97, 96, 97 A.D. Uh, James, his brother, his older brother, was actually the first of the apostles to die. It, it says it in uh, Acts chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Um, uh, Luke writes, Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then they killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Uh, so, so these epistles are written by the, the Apostle John. And it's interesting that there are some uh, skeptics that, that, that think that maybe somebody else wrote it. I think there's, there's always uh, somebody, some intellectual, somebody that calls himself a theologian, uh, that wants to try to disprove the veracity of, of the Bible. They're always trying to find a way that somehow it was written by somebody else, maybe to disprove some of the prophecy. Uh, that's remarkably fulfilled, not only in the life of Christ, but also now as we look forward to the second coming. Uh, but, but just for example, let me just read you the first few verses in 1 John. Um, it says this, it says, that which was, was, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. That life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. You know, it's so interesting. This is so similar to the beginning of the Gospel of John. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with, men, uh, with the Word was with God. Um, this is this is poetry, and the Apostle John, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, had a way of being able to capture the essence of the Gospel in in in, in poetry. And the poetry was so, so amazing that even when it's translated from the Greek into the English, you can still hear that, that, that wonderful verse, that wonderful prose come through. But I want to talk to you a little bit about, about John. You know, one of the things we, we know about 1st and 2nd and 3rd John has to do with this person we know as the Antichrist. Uh, there's only three references in the entire Bible uh, that has the word Antichrist in it, and, and all of them are in the epistles of John. 
so for example, 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, and 2 John chapter 7 through 11. I'm not going to read those verses for you, but that's the only place that the word Antichrist is used. Now, elsewhere in the Bible, uh, this, 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 uh, this individual, this, this person that is so uh, prevalent at the end of the age, during the seven years of tribulation, um, is called by all different kinds of names. The son of perdition, uh, the beast. Um, there, there's a number of different words that he's used. One of the things that, that's referred to him as uh, is, in, uh, is in, the, uh, in the book of Revelation, where it talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The very first seal is the seal where we see a rider uh, uh, dressed, in, uh, dressed in white, uh, with on a white horse, dressed in white with, on a white horse, and uh, scholars have I determined that this is most likely the the Antichrist. You know what, what's interesting is this: is that when we when we think of the Antichrist, we often think of an individual that uh, uh, that almost looks like the devil, uh, that that's very sinister looking, uh, that that people would immediately know they would they would uh, they they would stay away from, uh, they would identify him as the Antichrist. In fact, many horrible uh, individuals in the past, like Hitler, like uh, Stalin, uh, have been identified. Maybe that is the Antichrist. Some of the very worst popes of all time, uh, people speculate, well, maybe that pope is the Antichrist. And they speculated it because the, their nature was, was horrible, was evil. They were despicable individuals. But here's the thing. Uh, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, uh, the Antichrist will be beloved. He'll be loved by people. He will be, be brought to power. But one of the things we know about uh, the Antichrist is it has a lot to do with false teaching and deception. Let me just read a, a passage from uh, 1 John uh, chapter 2 where we're introduced to this individual uh, that's called the Antichrist. Uh, John writes this in, uh, in verse uh, 18. He says, Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists, plural, have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us. And if you read the, what John has to say about the Antichrist, it's, it's full of deception. A, a person that comes in and, and changes things, changes, in fact, in Daniel it says he changes times and law, changes times and law. Things all of a sudden start changing, and it has to do with deception. Deception, what deception means is that people believe into it. It's a deception, but people believe it to be true. One of the things that we're, we, we learn from John, 1 John, is that he says we know it's the last hour because of the Antichrist. And I firmly believe that when, it talk, when we talk about false teachers and false prophets and deception, uh, there, were, there are two periods of time in, the, in the, what we know as the age of the church, this age of grace, that we'll see this. One is at the very beginning, you know, when the apostles, when John was writing this, uh, most of the apostles had died, and the apostles were concerned, and you see this in Paul's writing as well. When the apostles were passing, they were concerned about false teachers. They were warning the people about false teachers. Because as Paul said, we know that they will sneak in and they'll teach you deceptive uh, doctrines. Again, this idea of uh, deception. The other time that false prophets or this false teacher, this Antichrist, comes is at the end of the age. That's what John says. We know that it's the last hour. We know it's the last hour. 
I really take a, I really, if you really take a look at the history of the church, it was in the first couple centuries that we saw a lot of false teachers. We saw a lot of heresy. By the third century, uh, by the Council of Nicaea, uh, the church had basically taken care of some of the false teachings, some of the heresies in the church. That's how they came up with the Nicene Creed that we use today. We believe in one God. We believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead, that he's coming back again, uh, life after death. This is, this is in the Nicene Creed, and this was the, to put an end to these, these heresies. But we know now also that deceptions will come about in the end times. And really, if, if you just think back, just think back a, a few years. In fact, I think back just to during the pandemic. It seems like it was during the pandemic that all of a sudden everything started changing. I realize some of them were in the works long before that. But all of a sudden, what seems right is now told, talked to be as, as wrong. Uh, we're all of a sudden told that there's people that say, well, you can't even define what a woman is or what a man is, or maybe that a, a man can have babies or, uh, you know, a, 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 this is ridiculous. This is completely ridiculous. Things have like turned on their head. Um, 85, 90% of the people believed uh, just a few years ago that marriage was between a, a man and a woman, and, and now you can't get two millennials and a Gen X together in, in a room and have them agree on anything at all when it has to do with what marriage is or, or what family's about or what we should do or how we should behave. It's just amazing the deception we're seeing now. The one thing that we have to look forward to is this. As Jesus said, he said, if it were possible, this deception would be so great, that even, uh, if, even the elect, uh, if it were possible, the elect would be deceived, which means it really isn't possible for the elect to be deceived. If you know who Jesus Christ is, if you're looking forward to his, his second coming, if you're, you're reading your Bible and you're attending church and you're fellowshipping with other Christians and you're looking for the grace and mercy of God to cover your lives for, for all the things that, that we, we miss, you have nothing to worry about. You will, you will not be deceived. You know, I, I see that even today. There are the people uh, around me that look at me and they say, you know, why is what I hear on TV seem so strange? Why does everybody believing the lie? Well, I think it has a lot to do with this idea of deception. And because of the Spirit of God, you, you will not be de deceived. Now, before, before we leave this teaching today, I, I want to remind you that when this Antichrist comes on the scene, first of all, if you're a believer, we won't be there. We'll, we'll be raptured out long before the Antichrist comes in. Could be a week or two weeks, could be a couple years ahead of time. Does, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be, but the, the Bible is very, very clear that we're not, uh, the church is not destined for wrath. But the thing is, is this, is that when this with Antichrist uh, does come on the scene, um, he's going to appear as a, as a savior. Uh, that's the whole idea of the Antichrist. He's a, a substitute Christ. People will look at him as if he's the, he's the Messiah. Um, in Israel, they will flock towards him. I mean, there, there's a new temple that's going to be built. Uh, and the Antichrist will create a, a peace treaty that will, that will promise peace for Israel for a period of seven years. It will only be halfway through that peace treaty, after three and a half years, uh, that he desecrates the temple and the eyes are opened on the Jewish people and they recognize the Antichrist for who he truly is. So 
like I said, I, I love this teaching in John. It's the only place that we see the, this reference to the Antichrist. And it's just a warning for us uh, that he was, he was present during the time of, of John, uh, Antichrist spirit. He says many Antichrists have come. But at the same time, this is, uh, this is the main character that we see um, at the end of time that's here, that will come basically to deceive uh, the world, to deceive the world. But as the Bible says, uh, when you see all of these things happening, just look up for your redemption draws near. Amen? God bless. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today. Thank you for joining us on Prophecy Countdown with Pastor Ken Bear. Don't leave without first sharing the latest episode with your friends. Be sure to join us again for the latest updates on Prophecy Countdown.